0: What? <laughs> Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the BuckNotes Morning 5 here on Friday, September 28th, 2018, the eve of the Ohio State-Penn State game. I am Dave Biddle, joined by Jonah Booker for his regular Friday visit. Jay Book, before we get to what I really want to talk about, which is the game itself, um, let's get to this nonsense from yesterday when like everyone seemed to come down with a, a case of fake outrage when it came to Ohio State releasing this graphic on Twitter with the caption, Silence in regard to the game at Penn State tomorrow. I mean, obviously, Ohio State was talking about how Penn State has a great atmosphere. Everybody admits that. They have a a fantastic atmosphere for night games at Beaver Stadium, especially when they're playing Ohio State. And the Buckeyes, you know, they were just saying that, uh, you know, their play would silence the Nittany Lions' fans. However, you know, idiots took it the wrong way. Um, You know, I mean, it's just people are acting like, how could Ohio State do this right after suspending Urban Meyer for looking the other way on domestic violence. The only problem, Jay Book, is Urban Meyer did not look the way on domestic violence. That is not what he was suspended for. Just what are your thoughts as you sift through all of this?
1: I I think it's a bunch of BS. As you mentioned, it's a a bunch of fake outrage from people who's trying to hang on to anything Ohio State-related and trying to point the finger. I mean, the, the flyer was essentially saying Ohio State is going into the whiteout, and they're trying to silence the crowd. The leap and the reach that people took to try to say this is Ohio State's subliminal message saying that they're trying to silence victims is, is completely outrageous. And the fact that people are, are trying to make that leaps and bounds, it does injustice to the people who's out there trying to do really good, legitimate work and trying to raise awareness to the situations that are at hand in our society. And, and taking something so uh, far out left field compared to what Ohio State intent was doing is just it's just completely ridiculous. I mean, for goodness sake, um, ESPN Around the Horn did a seven-minute segment on this talking about how Ohio State is tone deaf. I know Brenda Tracy jump-started it uh, yesterday morning. Um, you who USA Today was just running with the story. It's just completely ridiculous. And the fact of the matter is, is people in society today are sick and tired of the fake outrage from people who are claiming uh, that somebody is offending them. I mean, my goodness, everything doesn't have to offend people, but it seems like it does. And people take to the social social message boards and Twitter and they rant away and act like they're upset about something when the fact of the matter is is because it's Ohio State, people are going to run with it. I mean, Ohio State announced yesterday that 40 of their football players had a 3.0 or higher GPA. You didn't hear a peep about that from the national media. I mean, everybody wants to talk about how Meyer supposedly is, uh, is running a renegade program and covering up this and covering up that, and everyone who's close to the situation knows that is totally not true. And the fact that Ohio State is exceedingly um the expectations when it comes to scholar athletes, you don't hear a word about it. And that's the that's the double standards that really rubs Ohio State fans the wrong way. It's one thing to say, okay, Ohio State made a complete blunder, complete error here. And I was one of the people out front that said Ohio State PR did a terrible job handling the entire situation through the suspension and the, the domestic violence allegations on how they handled their message. But this is just totally out in left field, and people's arms are probably hurt from reaching so far trying to grasp one or something.
0: Yeah, there were there were some shoulders popped out of socket for sure. You know, I mean, and, and some people are just stupid. You know, I mean, that's a given. Some people are not stupid. Most people are not stupid, and they're just again. This is where it comes back to fake outrage. Most people realize, okay, this was. They're obviously talking about like they're silencing, um, you know, the white out. They want to they want to like quiet down the crowd. And again, this all again another thing that pisses me off is this comes back to. Urban Meyer was not silencing domestic violence. That was part of the report. They made that clear in the report did dr drake make that clear when he talked to the media in his ridiculous fashion no but the report made that clear urban meyer was not suspended because of domestic violence but so i think most people get that but they just hate ohio state and hate urban meyer so they're disingenuously jumping onto this i, I really feel like there are some people who are confused or just stupid most people J book i feel like are not stupid they're just you know engaging in fake outrage
1: And the thing that you have is you're going to have people who are not aware um, of the football culture as far as what uh, Penn State is about when it comes to their whiteout. And the moniker of silencing the crowd in college football has been around for years. I mean, Ohio State has been doing the shush uh, thing since Michael Thomas five years ago. That's where, you know, originally originated from. Um, and Ohio State wide receiver unit has, you know, piggybacked off that throughout the years. And it's not like this is the first time Ohio State has done it. They used the same type of uh, flyer two years ago when they went to Penn State. So it's not like, oh, Ohio State is uh, deep down trying to, you know, thumb their nose at the national media and domestic violent violent victims. Like, it's totally not the case, and the fact that, this even blew up the way it did is just it's just it's ridiculous. Let's talk about some football now.
0: <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Um, let's transition. That's Exactly what I was going to say. Let's get to what I really want to talk about. So the Buckeyes four and a half points favored tomorrow night. Um, you know I think uh, obviously two high powered offenses. A couple of defenses have been pretty leaky. Um, how do you see, how do you see this one playing out tomorrow night, Jay? Look,
1: I think it's going to be a high scoring affair, a shootout. Uh, last I saw the over-under was 70 points. You have the number one and number two scoring offense in college football, 54 and 55 points a game. Both teams have shown the ability to light up the scoreboard, um, at will at times. Uh, both teams, as you mentioned, have shown, uh, to have major flaws in their defense. I think it's gonna be, is, I think it's gonna come down to who can stop the run and who's gonna be able to eliminate the big plays. It's going to be a tall task for the Ohio State defense, especially that linebacker crew. Billy Davis, uh, he's under tremendous heat right now. I mean, the Ohio State fan spotlight is on him right now. We've seen it in years past. It was on it was on uh, Withers when he was here. It was on uh, the offensive line and Stud when he first arrived, and and Zach Smith and, and, and his wide receiver units not performing up to standards, and right now. This defense is not performing at a silver bullet type standards that this university has set for years past. Now, you're on the big stage. All eyes are on you. The lights are bright. This is a top ten matchup. Big Ten East is potentially on the line. If that unit doesn't come out and play at a high level, the drum is going to get even louder for Billy Davis. So I think this team, um, they're going to show up. If they can make a couple key stops or force a couple turnovers, I think that's going to be the difference, but they absolutely have to slow down uh, McSorley and Miles Sanders in the running running game.
0: Last thing, this offense has been electric, and last week Urban Meyer, when he was back on the sideline, seemed to let Ryan Day and Kevin Wilson do their thing. Um, is that how it's going to be going forward in your opinion? Do you think Urban Meyer is going to – Obviously, not take a complete back seat. We know the offense is his baby, but is he going to let Ryan Day and, and Kevin Wilson do their
1: thing? I think he is. And, and Dave, what I what I've noticed, and I think Urban Meyer notices sitting uh, sitting at home watching these games is Dwayne Haskins is is a cheat code, meaning that he's basically he's <laughs> unlocking. <laughs> yeah, he's unlocking the Ohio State offense. In years past, you know, with, with uh, no disrespect to J.T. Barrett or Braxton Miller, what do we say? There's a ton of talent, but it always felt like this offense was never humming at its highest potential. Meaning that all the talent is getting involved. What you have in Dwayne Haskins is a guy who is extremely, extremely um, accurate with the football, and he's a distributor. You're seeing it all across college football. I think you're starting to see a transition from the spread guys really can't win you those big games, especially when you're trying to be you're trying to win top 5 matchups come playoff time. Look at Alabama with Tua. They, you know, Jalen Hurts was, you know, winning ball games left and right, but he's another Chico. He's really unlocked Alabama's offense and took it to a new level you're seeing that Clemson, you know, they ran out Kelly Bryant for the, for the freshman sunshine. And what does, he, what does he bring to the table? He's in a similar mode of Dwayne Haskins in Tua, where he can sit back there in the pocket, make every throw, distribute the ball to his playmakers. So right now at Ohio State, you have that. You have the guy who is a premier passer, and what you're seeing is a high-flying Dynamic offense and it makes it extremely tough to stop because if you try to load the box up on Ohio State and, and try to slow down the run game with with Weber and, and Dobbins, or you try to blitz the lights out of Dwayne Haskins, he gets the football out of his hands so fast that he can make you pay. His accuracy on the deep ball is ridiculous, and he's throwing those he's throwing that ball in about two seconds, two and a half seconds. That ball is coming out fast. And if he gets it out and those wide receivers get a step, they're going to make you pay. So right now, Urban Meyer, I think he's just trying to step into the situation and say, hey, this is the number two scoring offense in all of college football. I'm just going to step back, let you guys do continue to do your thing. I'll oversee everything as a, as a CEO of what we're trying to do here, make the tough decisions. But when it comes to, uh, generating the, the plays and what we want to do as far as game flow, I, I believe he's going to continue to let Ryan Day and, and Wilson uh, manage that aspect of the offense.
0: Great stuff, as always, from Jonah Booker. Thank you very much, J-Buck. You can catch him on Twitter, of course, at jbook 37 Thank you very much, Jonah Booker. Thank you very much to all the listeners out there for tuning in to the show. I appreciate it. I hope you have a great day and a great weekend. Enjoy the game tomorrow night, Bucknutters. We'll try the buckeye swag best in band in land. <laughs>